8 o'clock. Thanks for joining us. Jim Davis along with the Buckeye Boy from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios. The most trusted name in automobiles. If you're listening to the Valley today, 1011 FM, 1340 AM. Good morning, Grand Junction, Fruta Palisade. 102.1 FM along Highway 50, North Fork as well for Hotchkiss and Cedar Edge, Delta, Olathe, Montrose. 102.1 FM, thanks for listening or listening on the mobile app. We appreciate it as well. Get that at theteam1340.com. Also, uh, the uh, Apple App Store, Google Play as well to get the uh, mobile app that uh, allows you to listen to all of our radio stations here at NBC Grand. So, got some thoughts on Nikola Jokic surpassing Alex English last night. Did it in roughly, what, 269 fewer games Something like for the that, assist yeah. record than um, Alex English, Miko Rantanen, now the fastest AB player to 30 goals in a season, surpassing Joe Sackick. Pretty impressive. Which is more impressive? Season accomplishment or a career accomplishment? Career accomplishment, right? We would think it would be the because that's the body of work. It's it's not just one really productive season. The fact he did it in fewer games is, is makes me more impressive. If he passed him, but it's an accumulation, right? Right. Where just whereas, even he played longer than yeah. and Miko. I mean, it's not going to be written about in the future, but he carried this team for about five weeks. Yeah, you know. So I don't. I would say the I would lean towards the goals because those are points. Yes, assists are directly two points. I'm going to lead towards fastest to 30 goals in franchise history because of the type of players he's passing and getting there before. I don't know if the Nuggets have ever had the league's best player, but the Avs have a few years. And Jokic is the league's best player is what I'm trying to say. Right, back-to-back years, yeah. 269 fewer games than Alex English, yeah. by the way. And Miko beats Joe Sackick's record by one game. And <laughs> I wish we had a clip of Miko Rantanen, mm-hmm. but the quote's great. They asked him about it. I don't know. Sackick still has two cups. That's the difference about yeah. passing Joe Sackick. That is a typical... That's only one more uh, than you have, though. Right. Not two more. But he still has one more than Miko. Right. I mean, that's, but that's a classic NHL player response mm-hmm. of respecting you know, an all-time great, particularly a guy that's right. your boss, too. That, too, yeah. Don't need to throw shade at the boss. Right. So, I, which is more impressive... You lean toward Miko Rantanen. I, I tend to lean toward Nikola Jokic in that the assist record means you're, and he, and he did it like you said, if, he, if it was just a matter of accumulation and mm-hmm. he played you know, longer, it took him long, you know, longer than it took Alex English to do it, that's absolutely right about it. But when you have a guy that gets other people involved, the way... Nikola Jokic gets other people involved. Not saying that Miko Renton is selfish or right. anything like that. I'm, I'm not saying that. 
I just think his ability to distribute and impact the game by his court awareness, mm-hmm. his ability to find the open man, as you like to say, you know, throws guys open. Yeah. I, I just I tend to lean toward Nikola Jokic in this. Like in there's this no debate wrong this answer. No, because both are impressive accomplishments. Right. I, Amico's is more on his own. Nikola's relies on other guys making buckets. Yeah, right? if you if you miss if misses the layup, then with you, no fault of Nikola Jokic's, how many games earlier could he have gotten this if his teammates shot a hundred percent? Exactly. You know I mean? Right. Where, but also in the case of Miko Ranton, and other guys have to be able to set him up, like your boy JT Comfort did last night. <laughs> your guy. Your, your spirit guy. animal, JT Comfer. Why? He's he's an Avs player now. Let the Wolverine let the Wolverine stuff go. Does, let no. the Michigan stuff go. Some Just things go. are way more important. Just let it go. Than the teams I cheer for. Let That's the teams I hate. All right. So we got some thoughts on that today. Chick Fil A breakfast team phone line nine seven zero two four two thirteen forty. You are the bitter ball of hate. I am. We should put out T-shirts with that. I think that'd be great. So the Broncos coaching search continues. And one of the things, if you you look at how the search has gone this time, Mm -hmm. as opposed to how it went the last time, what's what's a trend here? What's something that's very, to me, very obvious as you look at who they interviewed the last time, who they interviewed this time, of the candidates, of of the, the kind of guys that they brought in? Very few, if any, first-timers. Ding, ding, yeah. ding. Because Nathaniel Hackett, never been a head coach. Mm-hmm. Guy that they talked to. I mean, the, the, that's something that you look at it where you go, okay, the Greg Pinner and his group, clearly they have laid out, we're going to talk to guys that have done, been there, done that. Right. And I and I think that that's a pretty it's been a pretty obvious part of this search, or or Greg Penner, he made the comment that you know we're going to utilize some of our business background of you know of of the people that you know that we've you know worked with in the past that it's we understand that it's one thing to interview somebody for a job as an executive at Walmart. Mm-hmm. This is a different animal. We have to be more willing to listen and, and you know, to the candidates we're talking to, but also listen to other people. Like a George Payton. Right. And so I think that, you know, when you when you look at that, that for for the Broncos, the process has been different. Nine of the interviews took place in person the last time out. It was remember it was like a road show. Yeah. They traveled to seven World cities in eight tour. days. Lots of young assistants on both sides of the ball that they talked to. Uh, Gerard Mayo, one of those guys with the Patriots, and got, like I said, lots of lots of individuals that had never been a head coach in the league. And only one, Dan Quinn, was the only one that had previous experience as a head coach. Mm-hmm. If you think back, he was the only guy. This year, who did they talk to? Jim Harbaugh, now off the list. Sean Payton, Jim Caldwell, Raheem Morris, David Shaw, and Quinn. All have had at least head coaching experience in the league or at a Power Five school, and so 
Harbaugh was the only one who interviewed virtually for the Denver job. Everybody else they've talked to in person so far. So, like I said, it's it's clear that what Greg Pinner wants, they want experience. And so, Jiro Vero probably getting this job probably ain't going to happen. Yeah, probably not. And and he really, to be honest, he shouldn't. A first time. This should not go to a first timer. It's three in a row. It's not worked. Sometimes first timers work out for people, right? Like the Packers. Mike McCarthy was a first timer. Worked out. Matt Lafleur's first timer. Up until this year, they've been into the playoffs. It's been all right. You know, I who Mike Holmgren, first time head coach, was there. It worked out. For the Broncos, it's not worked out. Their success has come from guys recently, and go back to Dan Rees. That's 40 years ago. Their successes have come with guys that have kind of been through it before with varying levels of previous success, right? John Fox went to a Super Bowl, took the Broncos to a Super Bowl. Gary Kubiak treaded water in Houston, took the Broncos to a Super Bowl. Mike Shanahan treaded water in his first stop and then took the Broncos to a Super Bowl, right? It's having that experience has worked out for the Broncos, not so much for other teams. The Broncos' first-timers haven't worked out. And so one of the candidates is Raheem Morris, who they just talked to the other day, current L.A. Rams Mm -hmm. defensive coordinator. That Raheem Morris, 46, by the way, one of the younger candidates, that when he was the head coach in Tampa Bay in 2010, Bucks went 10 and 6. They made a seven game turnaround from the previous season. It was the mm-hmm. biggest turnaround in franchise history by the way. He was only 33 at the time. And and so they didn't make the playoffs that year, but a huge turnaround. Well, it didn't last because the following season they lost their final 10 games and he got fired after going 17 and 31 in three seasons. He's been to two Super Bowls and an assistant. Uh, of course, 2021 helped the Rams win as their defensive coordinator. Been on both sides of the ball. 11 games as an interim head coach for the Falcons in 2020. And so he has kind of rebuilt his resume. And you would think that he was 33 as a head coach the last time he had that opportunity. He's obviously learned a lot, and there's been a lot, lot of success for Raheem Morris since that point in time. Rams coach Sean McVay said he's one of the best coaches in the world. The fact that he isn't a head coach is a crime. So Raheem Morris, could he be that guy? I don't think it's going to be Raheem Morris. But I also don't think it would be a disastrous hire for a guy that is, has done a nice job of rebuilding his resume after how things went in Tampa Bay. Yeah, and I mean, he had Josh Freeman as his quarterback in Tampa Bay the whole time. Essentially the whole time. Right. You know, and so there's not a great roster of players there. His his first year, 3-13, and 13, not great. Then, like you mentioned, they turned it around. They got off to a pretty good start. They closed pretty strong. They just weren't able to make the playoffs at 10-6. and six with Josh Freeman and former Denver Bronco Josh Johnson as his quarterbacks there. And you take a look, at they had LeGarrette Blunt in, uh, as his running back. 
Mike Williams at 23 was his leading receiver, and then Kellen Winslow after that. So not not a ton there for Raheem Morris. Definitely Freeman at the quarterback spot. Yeah. And then Atlanta, that 2020 team was just just a dog. That got Dan Quinn fired. That's yeah. how bad that team was. So <laughs> exactly. I mean, if you're the Broncos, that 2020 Falcons team, just look upon their staff for all of your candidates. And so we'll use that to segue to Dan Quinn. Beautifully, if I might add. You're welcome. Thank you. Yep. So he'll be interviewed tomorrow by the Broncos search committee. And look, George Payton met with Dan Quinn last year when he was a finalist for the job that they ultimately gave to Nathaniel Hackett. And so for Dan Quinn, who his defense did a sensational job against braiding the Bucks on Monday night, they ranked third in defensive EPA, expected points added, fifth in opponent scoring this season at 20 points per game, first in takeaways with 33, ninth in defensive red zone efficiency during the regular season. And so Dan Quinn comes in, and whether Ajiro Avero stays or not, you've got a really sound defensive mind in Dan Quinn. Let us mm-hmm. not forget what he did with the Legion of Boom in Seattle when they won the Super Bowl. And so, in the case of Dan Quinn, got the experience, provides great knowledge on the defensive side to for the Broncos' defense to continue to be a rising unit in, this, in the National Football League. But what about the offense? Because the offense is the issue. And that's where Brian Schottenheimer... Who was with who was with Dan Quinn in Dallas this season? Schottenheimer, a coaching analyst, and Russ's offensive coordinator in Seattle from uh, twenty eighteen to twenty twenty. That it's most likely that those two will come to Denver together. Quinn is a head coach. Schottenheimer is the OC. We've talked about a lot that that's a relationship that that could rekindle Russ in what he does in twenty twenty three. So now let's talk about the name that we haven't mentioned yet. But it's a name we should. Saving the best for last, or at least the guy's the leading candidate right now for this job for last. And that would be one Sean Payton. Broncos met with Sean Payton on Tuesday. And that according to reports from guys like Tom Pelissero, NFL Network, that the interviews went well. We talked about last hour. My interaction with you has gone well this morning, Buckeye. It has, yes. Don't know if that's really noteworthy or not, but eh. but it but it has. It's it's gone well today. What what are they supposed to say? Yeah, Sean Payton came in wearing flip flops and cutoffs and a tag top and had a had a big wad of chew in his mouth and he put his feet up on the desk and what are you boys gonna offer me? And you know, I think your and, football team sucks and boy, you got I mean what <laughs> or what do the, the did Greg Penner and the Broncos brass show up two hours late to meet with him? I mean, no. They showed up. They're professional on both sides of it. And, of course, the, the interaction was pleasant. Yes. What do you, what do you expect? You're, this guy wants to work for us and make us better. These guys want to pay me millions of dollars. Of course that's going to be a pleasant interaction. I mean, come on. I'm with you. Like, what, exact, what, yeah, what exactly are we the, talking about Thanks here? for the news flash. David Muir. I mean, I hit the wrong button. Sorry, my bad. Meant to flip screens and I turned my mic off. It happened. It's, it's, like I said, I'm gonna have an issue over here with a button. It's okay. We're two hours away from vacation a little bit. No, I, oh, we had we had a good meeting with Sean Payton. Well, you're gonna pay him twelve million dollars a year to be a head coach. 
I would have a great meeting with you if you were offering me those or, terms. Or, or it could be more than $12 right. million. What do you want me to say? I will say it. I will sell out my soul. $12 million a year? Yeah. Absolutely. Now, according to Nova.com's Jeff Duncan, he's a Saints insider, that, here's his quotes, the interviews with the Texans and Broncos went well, according to sources. Payton was particularly impressed with the Broncos group, who he met with for several hours. He likes majority owner Rob Walton and the management team he has assembled in Denver. Which lines up with what Tom Pelissero has said, which is that everything's lining up for the Broncos when it comes to the winning the Sean Payton sweepstakes. And Pelissero confirming that, that Payton met with the Broncos for several hours on, on Tuesday. And so according to reports that Greg Pinner was the point man, George Payton was there along with Rob Walton. So, so Connelly's Rice not part of this. There was some talk that she would be but she, according to this report, she was not there. And when Sean Payton talked about some of these jobs, like the, like the Houston job, which he referenced, which a lot of people feel like, why would you go there? They went, they had two wins and a tie this season. We've talked about a lot. Lots of draft capital there. Lots of draft capital. Lots of, lots of soft capital, division. capital. A soft division. But according to reports, though, that the Payton's not afraid of the AFC West. He's not afraid of the challenge of the Chiefs and the Chargers and the Raiders. Again, of Once course again, he's not. What's he supposed to say? I'm terrified. We're going to get smoked by them. He knows what? he's the most in-demand coaching name maybe in 10 years. Right. He's not going to tell anyone. Not even his wife, maybe. Damn, I don't want to coach in the AFC West. That's going to be hard. He's not going to tell anybody that, even if it's true, which I doubt it which would be. Which I think be. his his confidence, he thinks he can go in there and win. Right. Because why else do you want the job? Why else would you want to be a head coach? It's because you think you are you can beat people. You're smarter. That's you're how not you got to the them. job in the first place anyway. Right. It's like, I'm smarter and better than everybody else. You have to have that swagger. It's like being a, a quarterback. You've yeah. got to have that, that confidence that I can go in and I can put together a game plan and a roster that can beat anybody. I can beat Andy Reid. I can beat Josh McDaniels. Brandon Staley sometimes beats himself. So may, that may not be as hard to beat Brandon Staley in the Chargers. One other quick note this morning. The uh, Tennessee Titans have uh, requested an interview with Broncos offensive coordinator uh, Justin Outen for a, a job on their offensive staff. Now, remember the Broncos when I believe it was the Colts reached out about Jiro Vero for a defensive coordinator job. They they rejected that. And we'll see what they do here. Titans fired Todd Downing. Remember Todd Downing? Mr. Glug, Glug, Glug. Oh, yeah, yeah. Remember that whole thing? Yeah, not blood of the city. That's a different glug. No, glug, different. Glug, That's glug, a, glug. That was a different thing. But Outen began his career in Atlanta in 2016 as an intern. So there's some connection there with that. All right, coming up, we're going to talk with Grand Junction uh, High School Athletic Director Steve Wojtek about the uh, College Recruiting 101. Also, we're talking a little Fruit of Parks and Rec as well. But uh, right now, we need to get to the Piles' favorite game on a Thursday, which is... Yes, first correct answer on the Chick-fil-A text line, 970-242-1340. Gets a delicious case of New Battle, Belgium, easy for me to say. Uh, courtesy of our friends at High Country Beverage. The way this morning's gone, it's like we're both going on vacation. Yeah, uh, we both <laughs> get just, a vacation but from just me. you. Yeah, so uh, first correct answer, if you're over 21, that's great. If you're under, sucks for you, you can't play. If you've won any time in the last two weeks, 
Also sucks for you. You can't play. On the first day of division playoffs, after the 1970 merger, there were zero points scored by the losing teams that day. Interesting. The two teams that won played against each other in Super Bowl V. I threw the first postseason touchdown pass of a united NFL. Who is it? All right, first correct answer. Get a case of New Belgium beer from High Country Beverage. Must be 21 or older. And if you've won the last two weeks, please sit it out, okay? Thank you very much. McKenzie with uh, Fruit of Parks and Rec with us. Hello, McKenzie. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Doing fine. Hope you had a wonderful holiday. I did. I can't believe they're over already. (laughs) I know. (laughs) But spring is fast approaching, right? We have that to look forward to down the road. But uh, we're still in the winter months, though. We are. What's going on with Fruit of Parks and Rec right now indoors? Speaking of holidays coming up, we have our Sweetheart Race, which is on February 11th. And we always like to say it's kind of the first way to kick off the race season. Um, If you're looking for a timed race, it's an awesome fit. But it's also really great for community members who are looking for kind of a family fun run. So it's a little bit of everything. We have a 5K length and a 10K length available and the race is on the Riverfront Trail, starting and finishing at the Fruta Community Center. Fantastic. So something for the whole family to get out there and, and enjoy, get some, some fresh air. Yeah, and we even have a little post-race party with soup and cookies provided by Family Health West Flavors Grill. So even if maybe you're not winning your age category, we give away a variety of prizes and you can get a little snack after the race. So it's a pretty fun event. Fantastic. Yeah, and we also have a few other things going on at the Fruta Community Center. We are currently running a fitness survey. We're working hard to make sure that we know what our patrons would like for classes, timing of classes, fitness equipment. So if you have three minutes on a commercial break that you can fill out our survey, you'll actually be entered to win a prize pack with over $175 worth of gifts in it. So three-month gym membership gym bag, water bottle, a bunch of fun little things. So, we'd so it's love worth, to your, hear while. From you. worth yes. your while to take those three minutes to fill out the survey. And we'd just really like to know more of what our patrons want to see in the facility. So it's just to make sure we can get you what you're looking for. Very good. Anything else you have going on right now? We, of course, always have registrations open for um, a variety of things. We have a 7-8 boys basketball league that's currently registering. We already have registrations up for spring soccer and dance and There's always something going on for youth activities, so make sure you look in our activity guide or just check out the website if you're wanting something for your kiddos to do right now. All right, everything from the Sweetheart Run to the basketball, you name it, uh, at it, uh, of course, uh, Fruit of Parks and Rec. And to get information about all the programs, everything, they go to your website? Yes, you can go to fruta.org slash parksrec. You can also swing by the Fruta Community Center for information or to register. Or you can call at 970-858-0360. All right, fantastic. Thanks, Mackenzie. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, we will take a break. We'll come back. And if your child is getting ready to go through the uh, college recruiting process to play sports, we've got a program coming up on Saturday that can help you out. Uh, We're going to talk with Grand Junction Tigers Athletic Director Steve Wojtek. That's next on The Jim Davis Show. They need a wake-up call. Call or text The Jim Davis Show on the Chick-fil-A team line. 970-242-1340. Talking Grand Junction Tiger Sports on The Jim Davis Show. And 
Steve Wojtek, brought to you by the Rick Nelson Agency and American Family Insurance. For a free comparison, call this team of licensed professionals at 970-241-0078. He's the Athletic Director of Grand Junction High School, Steve Wojtek. Steve, good morning. How you doing? Good morning, Jim. Very good. Thank you. Thanks for having me on the show. Always great to chat with you. And the thing that we're talking about today is not Tiger-specific. This is something involving all area student-athletes, high school athletes, whether it's here in the Valley, uh, Montrose Delta as well, or, or Cedar Edge, or, or North Fork, you name it. It's College Recruiting 101, and it's coming up this Saturday, 5 o'clock at Grand Junction High School in the Auditorium. And uh, our friend, uh, CMU Baseball Associate uh, Head Coach Sean McKinney, is going to, uh, to lead this College Recruiting 101, which is going to give student-athletes and their parents uh, kind of the, the lay of the land, Steve, on, on the whole recruiting process. Kind of take us through some of the things that uh, Sean's going to be talking about. Absolutely, Jim. Uh, you know, the big thing, I know we all compete against each other, uh, you know, on the playing field, but one thing I love about the Grand Valley and the Western Slope is we also come together as a community. And so, you know, what we're trying to uh, do here at, at Grand Junction High School is just the host is, is be able to apply or uh, bring in experts in these fields to help our our parents and student athletes become more familiar with the process. Uh, over all the years, both uh, Coach McKinney and myself, seeing uh, parents, and, and this process is really a stressful process for parents. We all want the best thing for our kids, uh, but it's uh, it's a maze. And so, uh, you know, our thinking is to, to bring in uh, a high-quality college coach like Sean McKinney to be able to chat about, uh, you know, when the, the process generally starts. Uh, what are, are things to do, how to communicate to college coaches via uh, technology, email, video, uh, and, and how to get your son or daughter seen without perhaps breaking the bank. Uh, and uh, even though I've had questions, well, you know, my, my son or daughter doesn't play baseball. The, the thing about this is the, the general recruiting process is pretty similar across the sport. And so he's going to be able to, to go through some of that stuff and uh, what's real cool is after, you know, about 15, 20-minute presentation, he's going to open up to the audience for, for questions as well. Right. So you want to make people understand this, and I think it's a great point, Steve, that just because Sean's a baseball coach doesn't mean that baseball recruiting at Colorado Mesa is different than softball recruiting at some other institution or even or even football, unless maybe we're talking about uh, you know, Power 5 conference. That's... Division one, that level, that's an entirely different animal at times. But a lot of these things are still true even at that level as well when it comes to college recruiting and things that you need to know that it does address all the different sports, both male and female sports, when uh, Sean talks uh, to folks on Saturday. 100%. And, and not only, you know, from the college recruiting standpoint, but, uh, you know, Sean's a, a new father as well, so he's, he's going to also come from that perspective of, as a parent. So, uh, I, I just, you know, we think it's going to be, uh, no pun intended, a home run <laughs> opportunity for uh, for parents and student athletes, uh, like you said, from from the, the Delta, Olathe area all the way up to, uh, you know, Fruta and, and uh, around the Western Slope to be able to, to come in and really hear how they can get, uh, you know, the best opportunities for their son or daughter. It's open for uh, eighth graders through seniors. That's another question that's been asked, uh, you know, is it just for juniors in high school? Absolutely not. Uh, you know, fortunately or unfortunately, the recruiting process is getting sooner and sooner uh, or earlier and earlier. And, and so, uh, you know, we're, we're opening up for, uh, you know, eighth graders through, uh, through seniors because a lot of times even seniors, uh, they're like, oh, is it too late? It's, uh, you know, the end of January. And 
those are some things that Coach McKinney will be able to address as well. And once again, it's this Saturday, 5 o'clock, Grand Junction High School at the Auditorium. It's College Recruiting 101 with the Carona Mesa Associate Head Baseball Coach Sean McKinney, who's, uh, of course, heads that up for Chris Hanks and the, the Maverick Baseball team, but he'll provide that insight on recruiting for all sports. And no cost for this, right, Steve? Absolutely not. It's free of charge uh, because, again, we uh, it's a Western Slope community thing, and although we're hosting, uh, we, we hope we can get as many folks in there to – to, uh, you know, listen to Coach McKinney. We're talking with Grand Junction Tigers Athletic Director Steve Wojtek, who used to be on the staff at, at Colorado Mason, the baseball team with, uh, with Chris Hanks and Sean McKinney. And so, Steve, you you have personal experience with some of these things. As a parent of, of student, you know, you have student athletes yourself, that what's the biggest myth that's out there? I know Sean's going to cover all this stuff, but I just want to get a little bit of, pick your brain a little bit as well for our listeners today. What's the biggest myth out there about college recruiting that, that you can help to dispel? Oh, to narrow it down to one. <laughs> or two, if you got uh, a couple. That's I know there's going to be a lot of these, but just a couple of the big ones that well, people typically the, the, get wrong. The big ones is, is uh, you know, I, I guess one mistake you see oftentimes from, from parents and kids is limiting their opportunities. If, if a, a college program reaches out to you, that's a big deal. And, and I know oftentimes, you know, you see on ESPN or, or shows, you know, as you said, the Power Five. But, you know, roughly there, there's only 7% of high school athletes that go on and play NCAA athletics, Division One, Two, II, or Three. Right. And so, you know, we see a lot of times parents and families shut doors when they're, they're thinking only one school that they want to go to when, you know, the opportunity to play college athletics is golden. Um, so, you know, I don't know if that's a mess, but, uh, you know, oftentimes I, we see families, you know, in a sense, limiting those opportunities because maybe it perhaps doesn't look good in the, in the paper initially, but boy, those kids sure are excited that they're playing, you know, a year later. Also money, um, you know, academics, if, if your son or daughter can get those grades as high as possible, because again, other than perhaps a division one football and basketball, there's just really no such thing as full rides, but there's a lot of money oftentimes with the academic side. Um, and, and so that piece, college coaches love to see those GPAs uh, you know, higher because now they can create, uh, create a nice package. I know something else that I know Sean will talk about quite a bit is how to get, how to get your kid recruited and what, they, what needs to uh, process. And I know there's, you know, in the past, there's, there, and there are places out there that will, We'll do video of your your student athlete. Put it on the internet. Try to get out to coaches. They're they're recruiting services that that provide that that exposure at a at a cost, obviously, uh, to to those kind of things. I guess just your your thoughts, Steve, and, and what you've experienced in regard to the best way for your student athlete to get noticed by a by an institution by a program. Great question. You know, a couple things. Number one, a lot of that technology stuff. The kids themselves are so good at it with uh, filming or whatnot that you can save thousands of dollars. And being able to put together a video and send that along via email uh, and get that in front of coaches. Another aspect we always talk about to, to parents and, and families is, you know, pick, pick a few colleges and, and go to their camps specifically. These mass camps where, you know, you show up with 200 kids to be honest with you these college coaches already have their short list that they're looking at and for you to be noticed you're going to be have you're going to have to be better than the kids on that list for them to notice you 
So, you know, focus on a few colleges where you can go specifically to their camp where the numbers are, you know, 30, 40, 50. Now, all of a sudden, you're getting a little more personalized attention, and, you know, that opportunity may open up. I also think, too, that while you want to play a specific sport, maybe for a specific coach or program, that academic fit is so crucial because they are student-athletes, and and not every – Every student athlete is going to get the chance out of college to go go professional. You see the the NCAA uh, PSAs on this all the time of of individuals that play college sports, but they become doctors or they they've gone into finance or or they've gone into other institutions, uh, first responders, whatever the case may be. That having the right academic fit is probably every bit as important as which coach, which program you go play for. Hundred percent. I mean, you know, playing college athletics is hard. As you know, you've covered it for as long as you have. And so you, you want that fit where you, you have the, the whole experience, not just on the field, but on campus. You're working towards that degree. And, and obviously every kid that gets recruited wants to play professionally in that particular sport. But the reality obviously is the odds are, are pretty tough. And, and so we always told kids in the recruiting process that, uh, you know, if unfortunately you were to get injured and, and could never play your sport anymore, would this be a – uh, community, a university, a campus, you would want to be a student at and get that degree to be able to, to build a career and a, a family and contribute back to your community. And unfortunately, that piece oftentimes is forgotten or not part of the equation. Um, so you hit it right on the head that that, that that does need to be a part of it. So make sure if you, uh, this is for uh, student athletes, male and female, eighth grade through uh, through 12th grade, and it's free, by the way, it's this Saturday. College Recruiting 101 with Colorado Mesa Associate Head Baseball Coach Sean McKinney. It's this Saturday, 5 o'clock, Grand Junction High School Auditorium. And once again, welcome to anyone along Highway 50, North Fork Valley, here in the Valley, wherever you're listening today. You're welcome. It's free to attend this Saturday as Sean McKinney uh, will have a, a have a presentation and then to take questions. One final question I have, will Sean McKinney bust out his guitar and open up with a little... Uh, or maybe after a little, <laughs> little, you know, some of his favorite Metallica songs. Will he be doing you that? Know, I don't know if he's listening or not, but I'm going to let him know you, you made that request. I, I think that would, see, I would probably show up if he does that. I mean, I don't have any <laughs> student athletes anymore, so uh, I, I would probably show up just to see that, at least me personally. I don't know if anybody else would want to see that. But uh, well, the year he did the national anthem for the Mavs baseball game, decked out in his full uniform, that's uh, one of my favorite Maverick baseball memories. He he did well. If if it's a way to get you there, uh, Jim, I, I may have to reach out to him and let him know. <laughs> <laughs> well, to tell he's got enough pressure to do this whole thing. If he doesn't want to do it, that's that's perfectly fine. But uh, but I would love to see him play some some of my favorite Metallica tunes if you do that on Saturday. But uh, once again, it is this Saturday. It's free to attendance for anybody here on the Western Slope. Uh, Colorado, or, excuse me, College Recruiting 101 at Grand Junction High School Auditorium, 5 o'clock this Saturday with CMU Associate Head Baseball Coach Sean McKinney. And, uh, Steve, I appreciate the time as always. Thank you so much, and uh, I always appreciate the time. Take care. Absolutely, you too. And we're looking to have uh, Will Applegate next on your show, I believe. Okay, yeah, very good. Our Scotty's Complete Car Care Center Prep Athlete of the Week coming up. You, you just blew it, Steve. Spoiler alert. It's supposed to always be a big secret, and you just you just let the cat out of the bag this morning. The, the tiger, oh, you let the sorry, tiger did, out of the I cage. Did, I did get into the junction tiger mode there. I apologize. That's I okay. The, whole time. The, the tiger is out of the cage for our Scotty's yeah. uh, Athlete of the Week. That's okay. <laughs> we still want to talk to Will coming up here in a few minutes. I appreciate it, Steve.
Sounds good. All right. Steve Wojtek, Grand Junction Tigers Athletic Director. So much Man. For the, so much for the surprise today. Right. That's okay. That's okay. That's, okay. That's all right, Steve. Okay. By the way, this is the uh, Preston Lee Country Financial Hour. He believes in building relationships, supporting the community, and serving others. Have a chat and let him help you protect the things that are important to you. Google him at Preston Lee Country Financial. All right, let's dive into... We're into four-down territory on the Jim Davis Show on the team. All right, start things out with first down. Rob Gronkowski. Gronk got some problems with uh, Aaron Rodgers. Uh Uh-oh. That uh, Rob Gronkowski kind of going after... You know, going after Aaron Rodgers. Now, uh, Gronkowski appeared on a segment... Where he took exception with comments made by Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers said at a recent edition on the a recent edition of the Pat McAfee show that he believes he can still play at a league MVP level. Rodgers said, "Can I play at a high level? Yeah, the highest. I think I can win MVP again in the right situation. In that situation, the Packers. What? Okay, so what's the natural reaction to that quote? People might say, well, they need to put the right people around him. They need to improve the the weapons that they have." Rob Gronkowski goes, I'm totally fine with everything except except one major part, and that's the MVP again. I think I could win another Super Bowl, and that would have been, like, totally fine. Like, bro, why are you thinking MVP? Like, why don't you want Super Bowls? Like, Super Bowls are, I think, five times greater than the MVP award. Gronk right about that? Gronk right? I think Gronk is right. Why aren't you focusing on winning Super Bowls? Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of with you there. All right, second down. Usain Bolt is threatening to sue a Jamaican financial institution institution that allegedly cost him over $12 million. Bolt's one of over 30 clients who invested with Stocks and Securities Limited, which is said to have lost over $1.2 billion after a recently fired wealth advisor siphoned off funds from clients. He might be at one time the fastest man in the world, Mm -hmm. but not fast enough to (laughs) outrace a a shifty financial guy. Oh, yeah. That's... that's not going to be able to that that comes to get you radios travel faster than cars right that's the old police thing exactly one of those things all right third down it's time to check in on our danger rust predict predictions for 2022 out of the three of us that gave yardage you me and mike rice who do you think was closest to russell wilson's actual Number of 3,524. Of the three of us? Of the three of us, because we're the only three that... I'm going to say you. No, Mike Rice. He went 4,000 on the dot, and he was over 400 yards over, but he was closest to Russell Wilson's number. Really? Touchdowns. We predicted you 31, me 34, Mike Rice 32. He had 16. Interceptions. Mike Rice predicted 11. I predicted 12. You went 10. And he threw 11. So Mike Rice on the dot there. Completion percentage, I was closest to the hole. He was 16 and a half. I said 62. Uh, closest to the wins of four were you and I with uh, 10. And he didn't make the playoffs, obviously. So a little below expectations, you could say, for uh, Russell Wilson. In 2022. Yeah, no doubt about that. Fourth down, our NFL prediction. Super Bowl is still outstanding because uh, we picked two teams that are still alive to win it. We also picked our respective teams to beat the Rams, who didn't even make the tournament. So that's neither here nor there. 
correct picks. I got five of the seven playoff teams of the AFC and four of the seven of the NFC. You got five of seven in the AFC and four of seven in the AFC. I missed one division champ uh, in the AFC, two in the NFC, and you got uh, four of the eight division champs or three of the eight right. Not a single NFC division champ picked correctly by uh, yours truly, you. Right. Green Bay screwed us both. Rams screwed us both. Indianapolis screwed us both yeah. hard. And we both picked Denver to be a wild card team. I picked New Orleans to get in to the playoffs. But uh, we all did pretty well in our AFC predictions. Buffalo, Cincinnati, KC, Chargers, Baltimore. We did pretty good there. Not so, too bad. There you go. There, there's an accurate recounting of just how smart we are here. I am smart. I am smart. And I'll have to uh, send Mike a text congratulating him on uh, yes. his uh, Russell Wilson prediction. Yes, he gets a six-pack of nothing. But getting a full case for who is it? We have a winner for that if you want to. Oh, very good. And now, ladies and gentlemen, the winner of the contest. It's another winner on the Team Sports Network. We'll see if you can get it just based on my last hint. I threw the first postseason touchdown pass of a United NFL. Who is it? The last touchdown. The first, first, the first. touchdown pass of a United. Oh, Johnny Unitas? Johnny Unitas, correct. Chance first in the door with Johnny Unitas. Congratulations. All right, very good. Coming up next, our Scotty's Complete Car Care Center Prep Athlete of the Week. That's on the way on the Jim Davis Show. It's a good show. Probably the best show around. The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. It's the Scotty's Complete Car Care Center Prep Athlete of the Week on the team. And with us right now, he's our Scotty's Complete Car Care Center Prep Athlete of the Week, Grand Junction sophomore basketball player, Will Applegate. Will, I appreciate the time. How are you doing? Good, Jim. How are you doing? Doing fine. Hey, a great game against Grand Valley. Part of the reason why we're... We selected you as our uh, Scotty's Complete Car Care Center Athlete of the Week. You had uh, 14 points in that game, 12 rebounds, uh, and a win against Grand Valley. Uh, I believe first double-double in your high school career. Am I correct on that? I think you are. Yeah. So uh, take us back to that night against Grand Valley and, and that game because obviously you had a, a great night on the glass and a great night scoring the basketball for Coach Madison. Yeah, honestly, Jim, 95% of my points that I score from my teammates feeding me the ball. All the guards really do a good job of doing that, and they open a lot of windows for our team. Well, Will Applegate with us today, and I'm sorry, Will, it's something else you wanted to add there? Will, I'm sorry. Well, I was going to say, the board's just our aggressive attitude that I have, I guess. This year, first year playing varsity basketball. What's that transition? I mean, as far as in being a big factor, obviously for this team starting for for Coach Madison, uh, how tough of a transition has it been from being a freshman playing freshman, playing a little JV, to now being a varsity basketball player as a sophomore? The intensity level is definitely different in a varsity compared to a JV game. But honestly, I've been playing with the same guys. Brett, he's on varsity with me now. I was playing JV with him. Jake. I was playing JV with him last year, so it's not that much of a difference other than the intensity level and the competition. Grand Junction sophomore basketball player Will Applegate with us. He's our Scotty's Complete Car Care Center Prep Athlete of the Week. 14 points, 12 rebounds in the Tigers' win recently against Grand Valley. Will also leads the Tigers right now 
in scoring and rebounding, almost nine points per game and almost seven rebounds per contest. Where do you feel like, Will, as the season's progressed, where do you some aspects you feel like your game has improved now that, you, like I said, the, the competitive nature, the, the level's been a little bit different playing varsity basketball, but where do you feel like you've seen your biggest improvements this season? I think I'm finishing the ball better. I'm getting more rebounds. That's, I'm just trying to help the team out as much as I can with those aspects I, I, I have. Will Applegate with us. And, Will, look, I, I love a guy like you because you're a guy that's a multi-sport guy. Quarterback in the football team this past season for Coach McKee. Uh, honorable mention, All-State baseball player as well this uh, past baseball season. I, I just think the more sports you play, the better you are. And certainly at some point, you're going to go into college and, and probably be focused more on one particular sport. But uh, I just think that, you know, who is it your parents that encourage you to play multiple sports? How does that uh, happen for you? Because I, it's tough to juggle three different sports as a varsity athlete. Of, but, I mean, has that always been the goal to play three different sports? Yeah, I've always played multiple sports when I was younger, so it's definitely my parents that are pushing me to do that. But I also, I also love the sport, and I just love being athletic. Do you have one that you prefer over the other? As I mentioned, your honorable mention All-State in baseball. Is that your game? Is it, is it baseball? Is it football? Is it basketball? Is it just kind of like a, I think a lot of multi-sport guys, it's whatever season it is. Is that the case for you? I, I think baseball is definitely my favorite sport because I work the hardest at baseball, but I, I love playing all of them. Grand Junction Tigers basketball player Will Applegate with us. He's our Scotty's Complete Car Care Center Prep Athlete of the Week. Uh, your Tigers basketball team lost Eagle Valley last night. Getting ready to, to dive into Southwestern League play, and I know that getting back to the, the, the 4A postseason in basketball, well, in the case it's now 5A, I should say, with the classification change, that's the focus. I mean, obviously you still want to, you'd love to win a Southwestern League title, Fruit is playing well. Montrose defending league champion. They're playing outstanding basketball as well. But I know that you feel like your Tiger basketball team can maybe maybe upset some uh, some folks once uh, once league play rolls around. Yeah, we we just need to bounce back. Uh, we've had a rough couple games, but I still think we're in there. When we talk about your Grand Junction Tigers boys basketball team, like I said, you played with some of these guys, freshman JV last year, guys that are teammates. Uh, the the one that maybe makes things keeps things loose, right? Maybe if you're going through a rough stretch like you are right now as a team, that uh, you know on the bus ride or the van ride or just a practice, it kind of keeps things loose. Is there a, a couple of guys that do that for this Tiger basketball team? Uh, definitely Andrew Henderson, our freshman on the team. He's a he's a bit of a jokester. And we love that kid. Practical joke guy. Does he like to imitate people? What's what's his shtick? What does he what does he do? He, he he does it all, man. He's, he's a really funny kid. Has anybody had uh, him in particular had the uh, I, I guess the, the the guts to try to imitate Coach Madison? Is is does Coach Madison have a couple of little phrases he says that guys like to give him uh, grief about? I think the whole team gives Madison a little bit of crap here and there. <laughs> well, Isaac's the kind of guy that yeah, certainly I think can, he can take some some grief, right? He's that kind of coach. Yeah, he's a really good coach. I know you're still in the basketball season, but uh, as I mentioned, you know, and as you mentioned as well, baseball is really your 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 first love. Uh, how do you balance work, getting ready for baseball season while doing basketball right now? How do you make those two things kind of come together 
Still got a lot of basketball to play, but I know you're you have an eye down the road towards uh, the baseball season as well. Yeah, uh, we got a new baseball coach this year, and he's been doing a lot with the team, hitting after hitting Tuesdays and Thursdays. We were throwing bullpens this morning, six forty-five, and I try to hit as much as I can after basketball practice. I'll come home. I have a cage in my house, so I try to get as much rest as I can. But Coach Espy is definitely helping a lot. Yeah, Coach Sias Benoza now taking over as the Grand Junction Tigers baseball coach. Uh, well, when, when you guys do go on the road, uh, do you guys just kind of listen to your own music? What's what's kind of thing? Does somebody, like when I played, this is a long time ago, you know, somebody have the old boom box and they play cassette tapes and or people put together mixtapes and stuff like that. Look, this is 2023. You guys got your phones. You probably don't do that, but does anybody play music in the in the van or do you guys talk a lot? What's what's usually the kind of the, uh, the the environment in the van when you guys are traveling to go play a game? When we're traveling, it's usually quiet with our own music. But we're in the locker room. Cam Ochoa brings the speaker, and we listen to his music. So what's Cam playing these days? A lot of rap music. Is that your thing? Is that a Will Applegate thing, or do you like something different? I like I like I like country. I like rap. I have, a, I have a lot of genre of music that I listen to. Do you have like a playlist, a pregame playlist that you kind of go through that you listen to? Do you have like any, any pregame rituals that you go through before? I, I really I really don't have any, but I listen to Cam's music a lot. But. Cam's music seems to work, and you're okay with that. So, yeah, he's he's providing the tunes, and, and you're okay with what he's playing. Hey, Will, I appreciate the time. Thank you so much. Uh, it's been a, an outstanding season for you on the hardwood. Likewise, uh, during football season and baseball last year as well. We always appreciate the time. Thanks again, and and good luck uh, as Southwestern League play begins in basketball. Thank you, Jim. Thanks for having me on the show. You too. Take care. Appreciate it, Will. Will Applegate, sophomore, Grand Junction Tigers. Big, strong dude that uh, when they moved him to quarterback this year, certainly Tigers offense started to, to click a little bit and has a real promising future at that position with uh, Grand Junction. Mentioned honorable mention All-State in baseball uh, as a freshman. So uh, definitely uh, one of the real talents over at Grand Junction High School. We'll take a break. We'll come back with Hour 3 on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network.